Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we have finally returned from Survivor Series War Games. No, we did not go, but we are here to talk about that epic premium live event live here on this show. Plus, NXT has finally named with an all-star cast of about four to four to eight different legends, the participants of the men's and women's first ever Iron, Iron Survivor match. We break down who they are and what might happen in those matches. And literally, that's pretty much it, folks. It's going to be a quick and happy show. Just me and Will tonight on King's Rings Podcast, episode 318. Our list is exclusively on Wrestlatic Radio, and it starts right now. Folks, Aaron Judge better sign that goddamn contract. I know I would. <laughs> hey, 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 Cashman, give me a call. I'll play my field. <laughs> oh my god! I, if I ever see your ass in pinstripes in the right field, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in that section just heckling you the entire game. Dude, I just want roll call to fuck up my last name. <laughs> <laughs> Tara. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, folks? It is King Ricky Rose here, host of Kings of the Rings podcast. Welcome to another episode, episode 318. So cuddly tiled, our mistress. Uh, it is myself and Will Tarasak today. No K Murphy, because, you know, bad internet, bad weather means no K Murphy. Uh, I don't know how they do that. Like, how do you survive in this atmosphere without internet in the year of our Lord 2022? I don't know. I don't know. But somehow, somehow, Kay is doing it. Uh, so we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. But first off, Will, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving, Will? It was great. It was great. I, I didn't miss turkey as much as I thought I would. Um, really? So Jazz's family made like seven dishes for five people. Perfect. It was incredible. I had so many leftovers and I drove up to Massachusetts and I got to do it all over again. I have a full pie in my fridge, Ricky. So if you want pumpkin pie, you know the place to come. Excellent. I had a great Thanksgiving. How was yours? Where'd you go? Because your family isn't in New York anymore, correct? Yeah, no, I I have nobody. Um, <laughs> my parents are in Georgia. My sister lives in California. Uh, so luckily for me, uh, one of my best friends in my in the whole wide world of my life, done known since high school, was in town uh, with her husband and her two small children, one six and one's just about a year, because uh, she lives in Geneva now. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, her husband's Swiss. How's the convention? <laughs> I don't know, but I'll Ooh. tell you, those chocolates, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. Jazz made these these pork ribs. Mm-hmm. Ugh, off. I'm t- when I say off the bone, bro, I mean off the bone. Fall that off the sounds bone. fantastic. So I went there, and, like, her family is uh, classic Italian, so it's great. So it's very... Yeah, so it was a lot of wine um, and a lot of family style of like just make your own plate. Like they're like everything was just laid out. It was perfect. Um, and then from there, because I went, I went, uh, I went Thanksgiving dinner hopping, which oh. is all. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm going to be my new thing because you get the best of both worlds because everybody wants to feed you. Uh, so from there, 
from there, I, I'm very close with my high school football coach, who was also one of my history teachers, and his wife, who was also employed at the school at the time. Uh, I've done, like, career days for his wife because uh, she, she works at another high school out on Long Island. Um, and so they invited me over as well, uh, and that was great because it's great to be able to um, be able to drink whiskey with your high school football coach slash teacher. Oh, hell yeah. He was like, yeah, we just renovated our basement. Come here. You want a drink? He's a big Yankee fan, too. So behind, yeah. the, so behind the bar is a giant panoramic picture of Yankee Stadium. That's cool. Yeah. We, uh, we, didn't, watch, we didn't watch any football, though. We watched Harry Potter instead. Yeah, well, he's from he's originally from Wyoming, and he's a Denver Broncos fan. And she's from Minnesota, and she's a Minnesota Vikings fan. So I was able to watch Minnesota and the Patriots uh, with them. When the, Pats to, blew, the Pats blew it, right? Yeah, the Patsy to to end my night, and they they literally gave me two giant Tupperwares of food to go home with. Good thing I good thing I played Miles Sanders this week. God damn, I almost benched him. <laughs> so so it was a fun time. I think I'm gonna make Thanksgiving like dinner hopping my thing because that was amazing. Like everybody just wants to feed me. It's great. Yeah, that sounds like a win win for all for all parties. And you you get, you yeah. get to leave before the politics starts talking. <laughs> you, you, you get to start a food fight if you want. Like there's so many things to do. Exactly. It was it was great. And like you would actually like my from a because he's a he's a history teacher, but he also knows world history and he's big on government history as well. Um, so you would love to have a conversation with him yeah. as well. He's he's a for this is all the old politics we talk about the show, but he is a I would call him a sensible Republican. Like he's a he he's historically the Republican Party, but he knows how to actually talk it talk about the politics and stuff that makes sense to anybody who's even like moves towards a liberal standpoint. Well, I know, I know, I know a lot of sensible Republicans because, you know, you know, you know, Nash is from uh, Tennessee Um, Mm -hmm. in our discord server. It's, it's literally Nash, his brother, his friends. And then it's like, it's me. And then my friends from Long Island and other friends from Hoboken. So they are, they're obviously people from Tennessee. They're all Republican, but they're all very, very rational. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's some, some things they have interesting takes on, but, yeah, I know a lot of rational Republicans. Obviously, my friends here, they're all rational Democrats. Yeah, so no, he he he's he'd be fun for you to have a conversation with. I, he might be interested in being on your show because he loves talking about history. Like he'll he'll talk to you he'll talk to you about history for fucking he'll talk to your ear off and politics and stuff. Like he that's what he loves all of that. I do I do love. What's his favorite type of history? What what uh like what era? I actually I actually don't know because he just knows, he knows all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I'm a big fan of World War II, as with everybody else. Of course, World War II is such a crazy time in history. Mm-hmm. Um, that or like ancient Greek, like Roman yeah. Empire kind of stuff. So you want to hear something funny that I learned? Because uh, his wife, uh, who's fucking fantastic, um, they were she, we were talking about Texas for some reason, and SMU, the the school in Texas, Southern Methodist University, and how apparently George Bush, George W, not oh, HW. Yeah. Yeah, how W sometimes lectures at that university because he lives in the Dallas area. Interesting. Like, could you imagine? Like, you go into your you go into um your college your college lecture hall and Secret Service walks in and you're like, what the fuck's going on? And then it's fucking W's dumbass. Like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Don't throw shoes at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, I was like, honestly, I would sit in front of a W lecture. That look, that sounds fun as shit. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I, I just wanted to laugh. Yeah. Well, okay. do you remember, remember Dave? I know you weren't there, but uh, when Dave graduated Hofstra, his commencement speech was the uh, 
The we, we both weren't there. We were on our way to uh, Money in the Bank. No, I, I was there. I, I was there for his graduation. We, I left after. We left after to go to yeah. Money in the Bank. But I did. Okay. I did see him walk. The commencement speech was the the founder of Skynet, the actor. Oh, that's right. It wasn't the Schumer didn't show up this time, right? No, the Schumer, okay. Schumer doesn't always do them. I forget who did mine, but I remember um, it was the black Irish guard Skynet. He's also like a philanthropist and like a um, yeah, yeah, like that a guy. Civil, civil rights guy or whatever. But yeah, he, I don't remember what we talked about. I just remember he was there. So I was like, "Hey, it's a guy from Skynet." <laughs> <laughs> also, last thing that's all about pause is fun fact. Apparently, Laura Bush turned Democrat. Interesting. Which I find hysterical. Which one's Laura Bush? W's wife. W's wife. Okay, yeah. I Bar- think it's Barb- W's wife. Barb was H W's Barb- wife. Barb was H W. Laura's W's Laura, wife. Laura's W's wife. Yeah. I was right. like, that's cool. that's just that's just <laughs> you, you and Liz Cheney have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but hey, let's talk. Let's talk about things going on. So over over Thanksgiving weekend, uh, we obviously had the first ever, not the first. I don't think it's the first ever on Saturday, but we had a Saturday Survivor Series for War Games. If you watched the press comments, which I hope you did at some point, well, if you found it on their uh, YouTube page at all, it was. No, I, I got the gist of it though. Most watched Survivor Series, highest ticket, highest grossing, like highest grossing Survivor Series of all time. They shattered a bunch of fucking records, and that's the power of putting your shows on fucking Saturday. Um, and from what everybody has said, and from what I saw, it's a great freaking show. Survivor Series War Games is a fantastic uh, show, great concept. All the stories kind of played out in every match, except for maybe the one in the middle. You know, it's what I'm talking about. Uh, went yep. over really, really well. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And we will we will talk about that one probably last on the last up on our uh, on our on our list. But let's talk about the cinematic performance that was the men's Survivor Series War Games match between the Brawling Brutes and. Now the bloodline, the official uh, bloodline, I guess. Which, uh, now that I guess Sammy Sammy Zayn is an official member, he's no longer an honorary. So I think he's a he's a true oos now. Will I mean he always was an oos. He was the honor. I got know he was an honorary oos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You see that Bobby Fish tweeted like the uh, this uh, uh, imitation sincerest form of flattery with all the undisputed era wearing red. Oh yeah, because they were the only team that actually like wore something together, which I yeah. thought more people were going to, but yeah, it was just them. I was like, "Shut up, guys! They did it better." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this was this was phenomenal. Did you notice that Sami Zayn's pants said honorary? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. I mean, um, so I watched this Sunday night. I got home Sunday night. I probably started watching around 10, 11 o'clock. And I was gonna watch half of it in the next next day. It was like 1.30 in the morning. The main event comes on. I just go, yeah, I'm going to finish it. Let's just watch it. Let's just go all the way through. <laughs> it was a great card. I enjoyed it. Um, this match was phenomenal. The storytelling was great. Roman directing traffic in the cage. Like, Solo Sokoa reminded me of Umaga so much. His, his Umaga screams. He is a mixture of Umaga and Rikishi. The perfect yeah. mixture. And Taz. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I, all right, I see that. He's got the body of Taz, the hair of Rikishi, and the moveset of Umaga. And the body of Umaga. Yeah. I feel like he has Rikishi's lower side, but it also looks like Umaga as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Corey Graves made a reference to that, too. Did he? He's remi- reminding me of a Samoan bulldozer. That was Umaga. God, Corey Graves, is, Corey Graves has gotten so much better now that Vince is in there. 
Yeah, I mean, so is Michael Cole. You know, Michael Cole, uh, you know, mentioning... Oh, we're going we're to talk about We're going to talk about Mentioning Michael Dusty and... Rhodes, like the Stinger Squad, whatever the, the thing was, like the teams, mm-hmm. the first ones. Which, like, Michael Cole dropping these references makes wrestling so much better. It makes it legitimate. And I, even though even though I knew Sami Zayn, like, I knew what happened because I saw a spoiler and I was really upset about. Like, yeah. watching the show, I was like, you, I really had no idea what was going to happen. But you know what it was, um, especially for me, it was that they set this, they set it up, the entire show. Yes. Like it, it almost felt like it's almost something that they do on TV, a lot of the time, where it's like a segment here sets the main event, and then another segment brings another facet to it. But they did it throughout the, they did it throughout Survivor Series, which it started on. Um, it started on SmackDown with Jay finding out that Sammy was talking to Kevin and then Jay snitching on Sammy and then going to going to Roman and Roman interrogating Sammy and mm-hmm. then the hug. Also, the hug. The hug and, and the, the look in the camera saying, like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. Yes. Like, I was like, if oh. I if I was watching it live, I would have been like, they're gonna just destroy Sammy. That was that, that was actually my thought as well. I was like, they are going to he's going to get mauled on on a premium live event. Yeah. I mean, there was still never a doubt in my mind that Roman would lose um, or the bloodline would lose. But in mm-hmm. this fashion, I didn't think Sammy was going to be the main because Roman, Roman wasn't the main character. It was Sammy. Like, the, the, story, the story of this match was Sammy Zayn and Jay Uso featuring Roman Reigns. Roman, if mm-hmm. you notice, Roman didn't do much in the actual match. He actually got a beating. Yeah, Roman, Roman was the coach. He's essentially he's the coach. He's put everybody in their places. Yeah. Which was perfectly fine. And then the finish of all finishes, KO is about to beat Roman, and Sammy grabs the ref's hand. And if you look at this photo here on our stream, just that that tells the story of the entire match right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Great camera work. Yeah. Great camera, because that's from an outside camera. I was at the guy in the middle, which me and Charles were talking about. How much does that guy in the middle get paid? Because he literally can't move. He has to go from one side to the other side. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> question. How much do cameramen get paid to camera and crew? But also, like, who has who's that one guy that has to sacrifice himself and be in the middle of all of that? Yeah. The, probably, <laughs> probably, honestly, probably the best cameraman. Whoever's, I would assume so. Whoever's, like, lead camera guy, like, leader of the ring crew or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this right here, Chaos finally getting his one up on Roman, and Sammy stops him. It, they did so much. Like, if you think about this, you have three or four of the best storytellers that WWE has that, that have proven themselves to be the best storytellers in the last two or so years and beyond that. Sammy and Kevin, who can tell a story half asleep on ZX. You know, they can do that. And then you have Roman and Jay who have been proven to continually create different chapter after different chapter after different chapter of this epic bloodline storyline, which is all managed by Paul Heyman, one of the greatest storytellers and managers and bookers and promoters and just do all everything that the business has ever seen. Mm -hmm. This match couldn't fail. Yeah, great. It couldn't fail at all. Um, and the Brawling Brutes looked good, too. You know, Butch. Oh, no, they did. They Butch, did. Butch, is, Butch is a man. Butch, Ridge, Ridge Butch looked, looked like looked Pete. Great. 
Yeah, Bridge looked great. Bush looked great. Drew was being Drew. I love how they all yeah, did Drew the 10 beats of the Bowery yeah, together. Yeah, that was really fun. <laughs> that was a fun spot. Uh, Drew wasn't... His, like, overness, his pops aren't what they used to be. No, Seamus got the pop. Seamus got a good pop also. I love their 4D animation, like the 3D animation, but, like, the the, the neon sign with the, the Seamus face in the hat. Yeah. I was like, I want that for my bedroom. <laughs> Some fight night, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks incredible. Yeah, I wish they would have done like uh, the moving up the Boston song just as like a special. Uh, oh, Ship of the Boston. Ship of yeah, the that Boston. That would have been cool. And they all came out and like killed, like something's totally like ridiculous. Like that would have popped the crowd so much. Although I do love um, Ozzy Osbourne kicking off Survivor <laughs> Series. Weird. It's like. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, the, uh, I forget who I heard this from, but uh, Triple H wanted him to perform live. Yeah, no, that's that's legit. So Triple H revealed it on the press conference. So somebody asked Triple H, like, oh, hey, uh, it was pretty cool you had Ozzy Osbourne. Like, how did you guys get to the game? And Triple H's like, well, you know, I, I called him. WWE Hall of Famer. He's a member. <laughs> we have numbers. And the only reason it didn't work out because he had a scheduling conflict or else Ozzy Osbourne would have performed that live in Boston. You know how nuts that would have been? I love the horn when they lower the cage. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about this was great. And I like how Triple H also, in the, speaking of the press conference, said, like, is this going to be a yearly thing? He's like, we'll see. Which means, yeah, it will be. <laughs> yeah, because he he talked about. Um, I mean, I honestly, I'd be cool if it was every other year. I don't need. He this, talked the logic of it. Sometimes this every we year. can take it. He goes, sometimes we can take it away. Sometimes we'll bring it back. Yeah, you know, it depends on what depends on what we're feeling. Essentially, if, is what if, he said. If, if the story calls for it. Yeah, if that's the story what he said. calls for it. Because he referenced Hell in the Cell. He referenced the same argument you've had about Hell in the Cell for years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not the only one. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very common argument. Also, did you see like a. The numbers. I'm very interested to see Q Q4 earnings for WWE. Uh, it hasn't come out. Over? It hasn't come out. Well, yeah, it's, yet, it's not over. It's the Q4 isn't over yet. Yeah, um, it'll come out in January. It'll come out in January, maybe early February. It'll come out. But yeah. uh, pay per views have been sold out. Raws and Smackdowns have been 89 percent full for TV tapings. Mm-hmm. Yes, and their gates have been highest, and their views on Peacock have been highest. Yeah, Triple H has been excellent for business. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. And I think the pay per view shows like he's what four four pay per views since SummerSlam. We're gonna count SummerSlam. I don't think you count SummerSlam because that's still had a event. That's not a Vince vibe too. Okay, it. so three pay per views, two or three pay per views. He's perfect. Yeah, no, it's not three. You had Clash, Clash, Crown, Singles, Crown, and Survivor Series. Four for four. Yeah, it's four for four. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually I would say the first real one. Besides Crown Jewel, uh, was Extreme Rules because when you look at Survivor Series as a whole, this followed the, and I wish I was in that press conference. I would have asked him like, "You seem to have a trend here, Triple H, of having minimal matches, but the match lengths are longer. Is that something you're going to continue to do outside of bigger events like WrestleMania? You know, WrestleMania, yeah. maybe even the Rumble, if that. But even the Rumble, I can see still having the same format of like, we're not going to have that many." Other matches. We're going to have the marquee matches, which you paid your fucking expensive ass ticket for. And we're going to give you all of that. But we're also going to have these other matches as well. Yeah. It's it's a very take. It's a very original takeover format. Prime example. Dexter Loomis and The Miz was a raw feud and it ended on raw this past week. It Absolutely. Got, it got a very good video package. And honestly, coming event, it elevated raw. 
Yeah. It didn't need to be on. It didn't need to be de- devalued on Survivor Series, but it elevated Correct. Raw. It's just pers- perspective, perse- perspective, mm-hmm. perspective, and perception is reality. Yeah. And being in that position on Raw in a Raw feud, it made it have more meaning. Meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Gravitas. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where I think Triple H gets the idea of like. Your biggest feuds and your biggest stories, your things that are selling tickets that are that are garnering a lot of attention on social media consistently, will make it to your premium live event slash pay per views. As it Every, everything else can remain on TV. Yeah, not everyone needs a participation trophy on pay per views. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's like you have to be your story, your feud, your whatever has to be kind of hitting all the metrics to gain, you know that spot one of those five or six spots on the premium live event now yeah and why is sammy the storyline of this this this, this card in the show because he he's it. destroyed it yeah he's because he, he, he earns it dude he's incredible <laughs> yeah he's he's i mean think about where he was at wrestlemania with with steve with uh johnny knoxville to where he is now even the johnny knoxville spot was great i loved that yeah story. it was a phenomenal <laughs> match it was a good story and he made it work this yeah. guy, it's 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 a, it is a testament to Sami Zayn, but how fucking talented he is. He's one of those people, which I talked about last week, is like he just knows when to tweak his character. Did you did you watch him on Broken Skull Sessions? No, I did not watch him because he's very humble as well. No, no, he is. I've heard him on the New Day podcast. He's very humble. Uh he's and he he just loves the sport. Yeah, and the, the episode recorded like right when he started with Roman. So he's like, I hope it can go somewhere. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, as for now, I'm having fun. I just kind of hope it, I guess hope it can go somewhere. And it did. So it did. I wanna I wanna read to you this quote that actually just came up today. Um and is, that, says, is that Mr. Fretz? The Mr. Fretz? The Mr. Fretz is here, actually. What's up, yes. buddy? How are you? Love you. Um, so the quote says, Sammy is a vital part of a whole thing, and he's never been a bigger star. How can you not enjoy this? It's great storytelling. Who did that quote come from? It's great story. Ooh. I don't know. Who did that come from? It's the ultimate honor any wrestler can get in the modern era. It came from The Undertaker. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. And honestly, honestly like this, yeah. this isn't a match you would see in AEW. No. You wouldn't see it. And on the but on the flip side, um, we're gonna pivot over to eventually to Finn Balor and AJ. People call oh, that yeah. people call that match boring because they were expecting an AEW match. It's a new Japan match in disguise. That's a good way of putting it. If, if anybody if you yeah. really looked at it, yeah. I mean, we'll, I will we'll, we'll get there when we get there, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a great point. I mean, which that match fucking rocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it it is it is pretty crazy. And this 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 picture here should be autographed by every member of the bloodline. Yeah, it's a great picture. That's Honestly, a dude, photo. I'm I'm becoming more and more of a fan of Solo Sokoa, and I totally believe Jay Uso Jay Uso could have a singles run. He is, yeah. He's made event Jay Uso. He proved it again last night. Yeah, yeah. Him <laughs> and him and, him and KO had a great match. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things. It was like when the pandemic was really in full effect and, you know, they were still doing, like, the uh, the Thunderdome, which I kind of miss. I just love that tech from the Thunderdome. Yeah, this is so cool. And, and Apollo uh, Crews had a title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I, I miss Nigerian Apollo yeah. Crews. I was I was really a fan of him. Um, I, I just love the accent and everything and this whole thing. Like, it, it for me, it worked. Um but Jay really proved himself in the last couple of years as a solo star because Jimmy was, remember Jimmy had like, he's fucked up his ankle or something. 
and he couldn't go. And yeah. so it was literally just Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy had a DUI and an ankle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, solo was the right move. Uh, this, God, this is. This solo, I, solo I, doesn't do much. He hasn't even wrestled that much. He's probably wrestling on the house shows, which he's is. He's a heavy. Yeah, he's, a, he's kind of a heavy. Like, everyone's bigger than him. Like, he, he's the enforcer, but he's the smallest one there. He's just. I mean, Nikki Cross. Yeah, Nikki Cross was the enforcer for his sanity. Yeah, but that's funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll, I'll I'll put this out there too, and I because I tweeted it out there as well. Sami Zayn is to the bloodline what Owen Hart should have been to the Nation of Domination. Wow, that's it's, good because they're both Canadian. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's yeah. good because uh, yeah, Owen, exactly... Owen was kind of like, what is he doing in the Nation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also kind of forget he was in the nation, to be honest. Everybody forgets he was in the nation. It was one of those random runs where it should have been bigger than what it was because you had a lot of great people in there, but it just didn't. It just didn't go off the way it should have. Um, where does where does this go from here, though? Because Ko said it on Raw too. He's just like, listen, Sammy, you may be part of the bloodline, but you're not blood. Well, yeah, no, he's planting the seeds because I feel like eventually they are going to turn on Sammy. They have to. Yeah, they have. It's it's going to happen. Like I think, like look at this photo here. Roman and Jay are still eyeballing Sammy right now. Yeah, like, I mean, like why are you a bigger <laughs> star than us? <laughs> yeah, eventually I think Sam's going to get too over. He's going to get too confident, and then he's going to get he's going to get destroyed, which will then make him the biggest baby face in the fucking business. Yeah, he's going to get put in his place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. He's going to be the biggest baby face in the fucking business, if he isn't already, like, and he's just, he's just going to get, he's just going to get beat down. But I love where it's going right now. I love the, I love the over-enthusiastic hug between him and the Usos. Um, I love that now Jay does the handshake. Oh, yeah, I love, I love the handshake. I love their handshake. Like, Sammy getting all hyped up doing the handshake and hugging Jimmy or Jay. It's just like, dude, I love. I want to learn that handshake. Ricky, yeah. we, 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 we can do that. We, we probably can. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it's great. I think Sammy and Kevin do have something down the road for them. Uh, I don't know what it is yet, but for right now, this is good, but they are staying away from each other, and that seems to be what the story is right now. Yeah. Um, which is great. And I do love the callback that Sammy did when he kicked KO and he held him in his arms. Yeah, that's what KO did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the and sacrifice. Because held... they, they didn't touch that whole match until Sammy. Until the end, yeah. Until, until Sammy kicked him in the dick. Mm-hmm. Until the end. Um, and that that's that's all that's that's good storytelling. That's really good storytelling. Uh and I'm I'm proud of this. This is the bloodline storyline has in the past two years has exceeded all of my expectations. This might be the greatest told story of the easily the past five or so years. Yeah, in, in recent memory at least. Yeah. Also very interesting because the the women's match had all the high spots. Because it needed to. This one needed to tell a story. Yeah, this one didn't need the high spots. You know, they had the table spot. They had a few other mm -hmm. spots. The. Uh, the beat to the Bowen was really cool. Uh, this one, this one needed to tell a story, and it told a told the best story of the night. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's move over to the women, and I love this shot here because also I love the more we see Nikki Cross, the crazier she gets. I, I love the shorter, <laughs> uh, what's her name's pants get. 
Rhea Ripley. <laughs> oh yeah, she she was my new favorite word. She is she was double cheeked out. That fucking cake, bro. <laughs> Good lord. Now you see why Dominic sticks around. No, no kidding. You see you see that beat up beat up Rey Mysterio at Thanksgiving. That was beautiful. Which I thought was so funny. <laughs> that was beautiful. It's so funny. I also find it very interesting, and it's also very giving of Rey Mysterio himself. Rey, let's if we're all going to be honest with ourselves, uh, time catches up to everybody. Rey Mysterio doesn't have that much time left in the ring. Correct. As a primetime performer, and he is willingly sacrificing his time, his TV time, and his effort to get his son <laughs> over. Yeah, of course. It's his fucking kid, duh. Like Yeah, no, but like but like that's I mean, I I wanna highlight that for Ray. Yeah. Like he could Ray could hog the spotlight and be like, This is my final run, blah, 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 blah. But he is doing he's doing the job for his son and he's making sure his son is over, even though everybody wants to beat the shit out of his son, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> which is why it works. Yeah, which yeah. is why yeah, but, but back to this match, they had three jumps from the top of the cage. You got the Nikki Cross here, you got the, the EO, of course. Crossbody, which was great, because it looked like she kind of face planted a little bit. It looks like it hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you got the finish with Becky. Yeah. Now, leg drop. The reason, the reason, the reason they did this, this is per uh, Andrew Zarian and Matt Mentz. You know it's credible. Um, <laughs> the reason they had all these high spots was one, because the match needed, but two, they don't have any uh, highlight reels from what do you mean? war games. Like if you notice, they didn't have any video. They didn't have any video packages, and like they didn't. I guess they didn't want to use NXTs, probably because it wasn't on a smaller stage. I guess. Oh well, yeah, because um, the um, what was it? The EO spot was when they were at the uh, PC at the. Um, oh, they're in Chicago because we were there. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the EO trash can. Oh. Trash can spot. They were in the um, Capital Wrestling Center. Right. So like yeah, like so they they the, the production team wanted main roster highlight sh- like video like video reels and b-roll so when they come back and do it again next exactly. year they'll have exactly. more exactly so they, they have video packages because there's no well, you know it's in the build up there's no video packages for war games like at all i didn't i didn't really pay attention to it probably because i i was i've seen the matches so I, like i knew yeah, what it was you know what it was because they they, yeah. they they didn't want to use wcw because it was from you know the wcw 90s. <laughs> and it was wcw yeah. you know rick flair's head bleeding cool <laughs> a 48 year old rick flair's head bleeding great yeah um, that's yeah, also no. a good point, Mr. Fritz. NXT's participants are in their matches or in AEW, so like you, well, a lot of their participants, Dakota has been in all of them, EO, uh, me, well, Mia flirted with AEW for a hot second, but who besides Ember Moon, who's in AEW, who else was in a, was in a women's war games? Well, I'm just saying any war games, period, the entire Undisputed Era. Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 right, yeah, I'm, yeah. Saying, I'm saying that for men, they didn't have. Reels for men or women. True. So, but yeah, this yeah. match was this match was fun. You know, this match was fun. Uh, it was, it a, was fun. A little, it was a little sloppy. A few botches here and there by Ia, which is rare. Yeah, but... I found that weird, but she fucked up the handstand. But then again, Io always kind of looks like she's half drunk. So I was like, Io, are you drunk right now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Io, you're usually so smooth. Yeah. But um, a few throws into the cage, like Bianca's. Bianca's finish with Bailey in the cage was a little like what? <laughs> yeah, I but do love the fact whatever. that we. It's hard. I do like the fact that every time Dakota Kai gets in the ring, everybody tries to kill her. Yeah, did you see that picture of her like wrapped up on the cage, like her knees are touching her nose? <laughs> her knees are touching her nose. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that looks like it hurts. 
she is i feel like dakota kai is one very flexible yeah. so she gets away with it yeah but like every time she takes a big fall like it looks devastating very very devastating i'm surprised that bliss did not turn in this match but the turn's coming yeah, I mean, you can you could you can hold it off, right? I mean, the story here yeah. was Bianca and Becky and Bailey. Yeah, and Kennedy Rawls. Bliss also impressed me in the ring uh, in War Games. This is the first one. She had a lot of good spots, and she used her she used her athleticism to her advantage, which was great. Like she looked like she wanted to be there. Uh, I loved the tease of Oscar and Io. They had a one on one for like two minutes. Yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah, that's going to happen soon. That's what I really want. I want Asuka and Io just to go at it Yeah, for a feud. Uh, Bianca, feats of strength, Nikki Cross being crazy. Also, can we talk about Rhea Ripley getting bored and doing pull-ups in the in inside? The, in of- the cage? <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing, Rhea? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, Nikki's on top. All right, let's do this. <laughs> More space for me. All right. <laughs> Just one of those people who would just be like in the middle of like New York City and just like go up on like the crosswalks and just do pull ups for no reason. Uh, I loved it. I loved everything about this match. Great way to kick off a show. A lot of kendo sticks. A lot of kendo sticks. Oh, yeah. Well, women women should really only swing kendo sticks because the chairs are too heavy. (laughs) I don't don't see why. I love Mia Yim did a good job in her first War Games match officially. Yeah, everyone looked good. Yeah. Everyone looked good. You know what it is? Everybody's getting a little bit more of their character. Like you know, kind of know what Medium's character is. You sure as hell know what Nikki Cross's character I, I is. I don't. I don't like the Meechin, whatever it is. Oh, Meechin. Me- well, it's it's Meechin, me and Yim. So it's like it's it's like Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah, I just I don't I don't it doesn't roll the tongue. I just personally I don't know what it is. I don't like it. There's no reason I don't like it. I just don't like it. I know there was some confusion. I think last week that they wanted to switch her to Meechin, like officially just Meechin. No, you gotta call me a Yim. Yeah, and now it's Meechin Mia Yim. And I get it. It means crazy in Korean, which mm-hmm. fits because that's, that's a good character for her. Yeah, but is this? I just, this this sound. It's, it's a weird sounding word for me. You know what? It, you know what it needs to be like. It needs to. She needs to have a different gear when she becomes Meechin. Oh, that could work. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like like, like a demon Finn Balor. Sure. Kind of, or we're just like. Or well, like she's she's going Meechin now, or like instead of going crazy, she's going Meechin. Yeah. Where you like it's kind of like, it's like there's Alicia Fox and then there's crazy Alicia Fox. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> you know, it, there's got to be kind of a different gear when she kind of just loses her fucking mind. Yeah, that'd be and cool. you know, we we kind of don't see. I, I would enjoy it as well. We kind of don't see that yet. Um, but good. But good for her. Good for her and good for everybody involved. Um, and then, obviously, the fallout from this, uh, Becky Lynch is a fucking star yet again. The way she kicked off Raw, amazing. It's going to the crowd. You think those, those plants are real people? Those are real people because uh, when she was talking to the guy, he actually he saved the video. Ah, and he put cool. it on Twitter cool. of, her, of, of her talking to him about stuff and about the shirts and everything. I love Becky's new shirt. I don't know why, but I love all the colors. That's cool. But Becky's a star. Uh, in the press conference, Becky was asked, uh, how do you feel about your first match back being Morgan? She's like, well, to be honest with you, my ass hurts. But otherwise, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's good It's good to see the man back. I mean, I, I her her heel run had some hot and cold points for me. I didn't like her. Oh, big time. I Big time Bex is something that's going to be more appreciated, I think, as years go by. That's, you know, I respect her for wanting to tweak her character. I mean, mm-hmm. Character tweaks has been a big theme around here lately. Yeah. But, you know, the man still had some juice in it. 
And it still does. And then do the tweak. Yeah, no, her um figure promo work was really good as big time backs too as well. Uh but her her going through the crowd and literally just talking to people. Yeah. Which is something you never like that's something you see when the when the uh when the cameras go off. Yeah. Like Austin yep. would talk to the crowd, Cena would talk to the crowd, but you you never see that on TV, which I thought was awesome. And then them fighting, and now the feud moving forward is something we another thing from the Four Horsewomen that we have not seen. Becky Bailey. Becky Bailey, which bring it on. They're both at great. They're both at great levels in their characters. It's just a it's shame Bailey has to eat another loss. <laughs> But I like I like her losing because it fuels her being more of a heel bitch, and if and if that fuels her screaming at Michael Cole more, I'm all for it. She needs heat though. She needs some heat. Mm, I was I was saying you can't take out Becky because she just got back, um, so you can't do that. You got you got to do something. I don't know. Who knows? But it also the interesting thing coming out of that press conference as well. I'm going to go reverting back to the pressure a couple more times because there was a lot of go great information. Go me on the bone. Chomp at it. No, there was a lot of great information that was released because they let them shoot for the most part during the presser, which I thought was really cool. Um, so apparently Becky was supposed to go home for like her brother's 50th birthday or something when she got the call to do war games. <laughs> yeah and she was like all right i'll do war games and then triple h said like three days later she's like oh yeah can i just jump off the top of the cage <laughs> oh, oh, okay okay <laughs> i'll do you one better it's the finish <laughs> so so cool shit like that happens um there's a like i said there's a lot of good stuff that was revealed uh, by Triple H and, and company and that uh, I know we talked about the presser a lot being there was a lot of journalists so Byron Saxon hosted the presser number one which is yeah. interesting Byron hosted the presser um, they had news outlets that sent in questions beforehand like if they couldn't send people to Boston they sent stuff to WWE beforehand to have to have the people answer I think a lot of press conferences just in general are like that that's one mm-hmm. thing I've learned working in media. A lot of the questions are like, especially in news, a lot of yeah. the questions are known ahead of time. Yeah. Which pisses um, me off, but it is what it is. But then they also had Bleacher Report was there. A couple of local Boston news affiliates were there. Issa was there. The Marks yeah, were there, you told too. Me, you told me Issa and... Uh... Krista B. from Those Wrestling Girls was yeah. also there. They And they were, they were, they were allowed to ask questions. So it was a it was some mark media. I'll call they, them mark media. They vetted the marks. That's good though. They, they well, they also they vetted marks that we've also vetted as well. So that gives a little bit more credibility. You mean to scoop, it. scoop, satin wasn't there. Satin was not there. No, not that I saw. Um, but it was nice to see that from a personal standpoint. It's nice to see that people that we've known and try to help support and bring up from the pat from the years of we have been doing this. And personally, no, like we we personally know Issa. We've hung out with Issa. We've chilled with Issa. To finally see somebody like Issa and also those wrestling girls get get their due as credible credible and knowledgeable fans of wrestling that now work the media and them getting a chance to kind of live out something that I would love. Like, I would love to send the presser and just ask Triple H questions. Yeah, that'd be really cool. You know I, I, mean? I did see that Issa asked um, Triple H if they're going to do a show in Latin America or well, South she America. Did, 
She didn't, she did not say uh, Puerto Rico or Latin America. She said, where else do you want to, like, where are you going to expand? She was like, yeah, we're going to go fucking everywhere that we can. He's like, if, he's go, like, if you have an interest. Well, no, Triple H specifically said, be on the lookout for Puerto Rico. He said that, he blatantly said that at the end of, at the end of his uh, answer to Issa. That'd be cool. I wonder, so if, I wonder are, if Triple yeah. H knows Issa. It's like, I know she's Puerto Rican. <laughs> I can tell with the eyes. He kind of said like a he kind of said like a tongue in cheek, like he might have already known. But like, so think about this: they're gonna like if they do a Puerto Rico show, which will be nuts. It's gonna be it's gonna be a Puerto Rico show featuring Bad Bunny. You yeah, know hey, hey man, Issa Issa is a beautiful woman. Have Issa walk Bad Bunny down the ring. <laughs> she would lose her shit. Like have 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 Issa be one of like Bad Bunny's. Like she's part of the, she's part of the entrance. <laughs> There's a bunch of Puerto Rican women, and Issa's just front and center. Oh my god. <laughs> Issa's like fighting off all the other women. <laughs> I mean, Issa, lo- I know, I know, I know. Issa loves Puerto Rico, but she loves Bad Bunny way more. <laughs> her, like, she's probably the top point one percent of people who listen to Bad Bunny and her Spotify Wrapped. <laughs> Absolutely. So shout out to Issa. Shout out to Crispy and those guys. And also shout out to those wrestling guys. Like I said, it's good to see, you know, some of our people who I consider like common people who are just fans starting to progress and make waves and have an influence on the product, which is awesome. And it was also a good moment in the Triple H press conference spot that Issa, I think, put on her TikTok. It was on her TikTok, I remember as well. So Byron was about to cut off the presser early. And Triple H was like, well... Number one, I'm in charge. <laughs> and number two, I've noticed, Byron, that you've been had, you've allowed all these men to get questions asked while this woman here, which you pointed east in front, has had her hand up the whole time. So she's going to get the last question. Oh. He called up Byron's bias <laughs> in what front of him. an asshole, Byron. <laughs> you know, so that's how Issa got her question. Issa was the final question of the presser. Which is uh, which is pretty wild. So thank you Triple H for that and giving Issa that moment because she's still probably losing her mind from it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, Issa. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, so as we move along, uh, will I'm just going to uh, leave us here. Uh, so uh, do you wanna you wanna just do you wanna talk about that? Yeah, man, talk about talk about the fastest man ever coming out of a burial. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see this coming. First, let me state: I am so happy that he won this title. Like, and don't get it twisted. I have always been a giant Austin Theory fan. Uh, I still think his Evolve run is the best run he's ever had. But this is going to eclipse it. Well, and at this rate, it's going to eclipse it by tomorrow. So, yeah, this match was outstanding. This, this, if, if the main event wasn't so good, this would have been match of night for me. Um, this had Seth's fingerprints all over it. Great finish. And yeah, shout out to Austin Theory, man. Well deserved. You know what it is with this as well with not Austin buried, Theory. Not buried anymore. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, number one, this is when I see Theory now in the last three or so weeks, I see Evolve Theory. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is the Evolve Theory that got heat every time he opened his fucking mouth because we just hated him that much and he knew it and he fed off of it. And what's different about the Austin Theory that we've seen in NXT and in during pandemic times when he was with Seth, um, as well as that he has more of his, he has more of his own voice. 
He's not trying to be this kind of snobby character that was created for him. He is being more of his natural heel self that he grew on the Indies and especially in Evolve that people gravitated towards. I see. I see Randy Orton. Okay. With with this with this version of theory, it has okay. very very high Randy Orton like two thousand eight vibes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very like it's like you said, there's a brilliant finish. I did not see the finish coming. No one did, as you can see when they panned around the entire crowd. Yeah, no I one laughed. Saw that I coming. laughed so hard when I watched it. <laughs> I, I did. Camera, you did spoil it for me, but shout out to Camera Murphy. But uh, when I saw the finish, I just I laughed. I, I just, I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed. Because the whole crowd was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I love it. Also, Bobby Lashley, like, didn't really go for a spear. He kind of went for a roll-up. <laughs> well, his spears are usually rolls anyways. Are they? I, I mean, Like, just... he rolls, he rolls, he, spe- he, like, he does a spear and a roll at the same time, so he's not landing flat. He, like, kind of uses momentum. Gotcha. You know, um, but here's an interesting thing. This is back from the pressure. So Triple H addresses the Austin Theory thing. Okay. So <laughs> which, which this is how I know Triple H listens to everything. So Triple H on the Austin the- on Austin Theory in particular during the press conference. Unfortunately for Theory, his career was dead two weeks ago. Now it's resurrected. I guess next week he'll be walking on water. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty great. MJF oh. just unveiled a new custom AEW title with a Burberry Starflake strap. Ew. Triple B Burgundy, Triple B Burberry belt looks cool. Brett's, uh put in the Discord. Yes, please. A send a, send a it, picture please. of it. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Uh, someone <laughs> at work today was wearing one of those Burberry scarves, like the exact one from MJF. I was like, huh, plain view? <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to go up to him and be like, so, you a fan of Maxwell Chicken Freedom? <laughs> Honestly, I almost... I ha- I used to have a Burberry scarf, but I do not have one anymore. It looks so uh, comfy. They, it's a scarf. Scarves are scarf. scarves are not comfy. The scarves are scarves to me, at least. You know, like it's, like it's, it's, it's there's nothing special really about it. Uh, let's move on from this to uh, the New Japan match of the night, which is literally a New Japan match. Especially here's how I know it was a New Japan match. Did you see their bodies? Afterwards? I was gonna say, did you see the scarring? <laughs> yeah, I was when I was on my party with Charles. I was like, oh. Because I was like, oh, they were hitting each other, hitting each other. Yeah, they went for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They held nothing back. What a, This is like, all right, for me, if you wanted to show somebody what, like, a pure professional wrestling match was, I'd show them this match. You know, and what, what, what sold it for me is that they got the other outside shit out of the way early. Like the OC came in and took the Judgment Day out, you know what I mean? And yeah. they went to the went, back. To, went to the crowd. Yep. Yeah, they went to the crowd. That got out of the way, and they were in AJ and Finn were able to just have a pure professional wrestling match. It was believable. It was very believable. Yeah. I mean, my thing with this, listen, there's nothing wrong with the match. The match was great. I yeah. un- I understand how people say it's boring because. Again, I think they had this ex- – I, I had a high expectation. I had an AEW expectation. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the match. Match is art form. My problem with the match is come WrestleMania or come next year, I'm like, oh, yeah, they had a match. I'm going to forget about it. Mm. And that, that could be on me. It could just be a state of wrestling, but I'm going to forget about this match. As there's great as it nothing, was, There's also nothing on the line for this match as that, well. There's no stakes. Yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's another point to it, too. Like, we remember AJ Cena. We remember AJ uh, Kevin Owens Cena. 
right? We remember Seth Finn Balor. We remember all mm-hmm. these classic matches, things we've been for in person, things we haven't. This yeah. one, I'm gonna. I just know I'm gonna forget about it. Yeah, there was there wasn't really anything on the line besides pride, which is fine. What I did enjoy about this match in particular was number one, the match, the great match finish. in general, great finish. Number two, AJ Styles coming out in his Bullet Club like mask. Michael Cole also Japan. mentioned the Bullet Club, and that was my third thing. Michael Cole went through a really really concise yet. Um, yet quick history of how the Bullet Club came to be. Yeah. Which I don't think has ever been done before in WWE TV. They've never mentioned the words Bullet Club. Yeah, and Michael Cole like went, and went pretty in-depth about it at the beginning of the match, which is great. And you that's have what to. I, that's the story. That's, that's the story. Club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he told you what this was. He, I mean, that's what that's what essentially they were fighting club, fighting for. Yeah. Um, But the fact that Michael Cole was able to, to do it so openly... It's something that we've never seen before. Not only but that, also, you didn't you, you didn't need to tell Michael Cole that he knew that. You can tell he knew it. Like too. that that line that wasn't fed to him. <laughs> he wasn't smartened up beforehand. He just knows that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do like that. Okay, shout out to Mister Fretz. I actually do like the strap right here. It's it's not bad. It looks kind of funky. I got to get a better fit photo of it. It's, it's it's like a worn leather. It's like shoe leather. It's a sh- brown shoe leather. Yeah, I got to see the whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty. I like it. Yeah, but also with Cole talking about all of that, it helps to legitimize professional wrestling and sports entertainment as a, as a whole industry. Yeah, it's it's important to know that life exists outside of WWE in the world of wrestling, and that these guys do stuff outside of the world of outside of WWE, and that people care, and like the wrestlers yeah. care. Mm-hmm. Like that part, that 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 one little line probably meant a lot to both AJ and Finn because it's their it's their history as well. Probably means a lot to New Japan too. That as well. You want to keep that relationship <laughs> open too. You know, especially when NXT goes over to Japan, which is going to be in the very foreseeable future. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to keep that relation open, but it's it's good. Like it's good for business all around because obviously we're getting into Wrestle Kingdom season, which is going to be at the end of December. January? December. Yeah, it's December. December. Into January. Correct. Yeah, beginning of beginning of January, end of December, like something like that. Um. Which there are some good things on that card, which we'll talk about when it gets close to that time. But it's it's good to it's good to hear them talk about these things so freely, because it's a part of wrestling history. Like AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the Bucks aren't household names without the Bullet Club and the internet, <laughs> you know. But they had to they had to start somewhere, and they started getting their fame once they all joined the Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. Generation yeah. Me wasn't shit before the Bullet Club. Yeah, exactly. They weren't. They weren't. Kenny Omega was nobody. You know, they joined the Bullet Club. They went to New Japan. They were tearing it up. The internet helped spread the word, you know, to... Hot to Topic casual. also helped spread the word. Hot selling, Topic selling, as well. them, selling the merch. <laughs> it does look like emo merch. Yeah, yeah. Every, every Hot Topic and Spencer's across the country. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, so it, it's very important that we know the history of where these guys came from outside of WWE. Like AJ Styles was still AJ Styles as he had his whole impact run and stuff as well. However, you know, imagine if Michael Cole was able to tell all of those stories when AJ first came. You didn't need to because he was AJ Styles was just so big. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. But to add that little emphasis, it's, it just makes everything that much better. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool things with stuff like for people like us. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So shout out to that. Uh, so let's move on uh, to, yep, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> womp, womp. We're going about the SmackDown Women's Championship match, uh, Shotzi and Ronda, which I will. I, I want to start out with a positive here a little bit. Um, it was quick. It was quick. That's not the positive I want to bring <laughs> up. Um, positive here is that if you look at this, if you take the botches out of it and you see what they were trying to go for, it looks like they were trying to tell a pretty interesting story. Um with everything involved and the way that the match was constructed, it looked like they wanted to put something together. It wasn't too complex, uh, but would have given a lot. It had a lot of good high spots and a lot of good storytelling to help push. Uh, MGF just jumped Regal. Ooh, that's different. Um, to help push kind of the narrative along. And this is something that's going to continue to have probably lead to maybe even a Royal Rumble match. The only problem is that, Everybody got taken out of it as soon as Ronda forgot how to take a DDT on the apron. <clears throat> yeah. And that and that just hurt the match. I was like, Ronda, how did you how did you fuck up an apron DDT? Dude, I don't know what it is, but Ronda Rousey has lost all of her star power. It's gone. All of Which it. is so weird because like when she like her I wanna say like when she's in resting holds and she's pandering to the crowd and like she does a lot of those just little talking, counter yeah, talking shit. those counter years stuff like okay this is a good character that we can work this off of but it's like the other core wrestling spots like that apron ddt should have been a great flawless spot in the match that helped to give Shotzi some hope and then you know Shayna comes in and helps up Ronda blah blah and Ronda still wins but the fact that Ronda kind of it seemed like she wasn't ready to take the spot which is crazy to think because if you look at it she holds on to the rope at the last second her knees her legs don't fall you're like your legs are supposed to fall out yeah you know and flatten and like instead her knees buckle in and it just like it looks bad Real bad. I don't know what that talking was backstage. Like she didn't they didn't have even Ronda or Shachi do a presser either. Um it was a very controlled press conference of people that they brought out. But it just looked it looked bad and it's it's disheartening. Yeah, Ralph so she's just not a draw for me. You know what it is? I was watching this um I forgot what I was watching. Uh it might have been a clip or something. Uh, talking about Ronda. Oh, I was watching This Is Awesome, and they were talking about best uh, debuts. Yeah. They, they brought up the Ronda debut, which is an awesome debut. Great debut. By the way, minus whatever Dave, whatever Dave was pissed about at the time, remember? Like no. the whole argument. Stole, uh, stole, stole Oscar Oscar's moment. spotlight. I was like, no, but okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> No, because no, because no, she was in the <laughs> ring with her. <laughs> Oscar wasn't left laying. Like, yeah, um, it was that, and Charlotte said it. I think on on the doc or on the series, saying that Ronda's an attraction, which is good. Ronda is an attraction. I like she is that category of sports entertainer, and she's an attraction like Roman Reigns and Brock and Cena are now attraction level superstars, and that's what is you she should exposed. Is that it? Is she on TV well, too I, much? Well, here, here's what I'm getting to. She's an attraction, which is good, um, and that's great and stuff. However, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, The Rock are all attraction, and John Cena, 
but they also had a foundation of knowing how to actually wrestle for a considerable amount of time. Like they built up to being an attraction. Right. You know, where Ronda came in as an attraction with minimal wrestling experience, had a Hall of Fame first year. Yeah. <laughs> Great Hall rookie year. Yeah, Hall of Fame rookie year, like where she, it wasn't just her being on shows. She was doing the live events. She was touring with everybody, which is what you're supposed to do. You're learning the business and everything like that. The issue is that in mostly in a lot of sports, you can have a great rookie year, but that sophomore season, there's a reason it's called a sophomore slump. Ronda didn't have that sophomore slump. She left to go have a baby, and now she's back, and this is essentially her sophomore run. Yeah. And now she's being exposed. Yeah, she's very <laughs> she's very exposed. You know, and That's it's a great one of those, point. Yeah, she's she wasn't like you can do it for a year and be good at it, but it's like AJ Styles, Cena, Rock, these guys are doing it for years. It's like yeah, it's like when she took the time off, she took all that time off. Like, yo, she wants yeah. she was not training for wrestling. Like she's probably still in shape and like Of course, doing yeah, she's a world athlete. Stuff. Yeah. Like she's an it's athlete, right? And her husband's yeah. an athlete. But yeah. she wasn't like in ring shape. Correct. You know, and her character work needed help, which I agree, her character work needed help a lot, but you gotta have that in ring skill as well. Dude, she's forgot to cut she forgot how to cut a promo. Mm-hmm. I mean she's you know, kind of getting better at it. She's getting better because Shada's next to her. Yeah. Give it time, I guess. I I, I don't blame Shotzi for this. She was put in a no win situation. She was trying. She was she trying. Was, she was trying, you know. She can be a little sloppy at times as well, but not her fault. The DDT, the apron DDT moment was not her fault at all. Yeah. Oh, so she had it, a, those fans when they fell over the fans. Those plants. <laughs> yeah, those. <laughs> Will, would you have kept your hands to yourself <laughs> if they if 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 you were if you were on those in those uh, chairs? I those are definitely plants. I mean, if it was Shane on top of me, I would have been like, "Ew!" But <laughs> anyone else, I'm grabbing something. <laughs> Those are the, I had the, honestly, I had the same conversation with Charles when we were watching the show. I was like, those are definitely plants. Yeah, they <laughs> those are they definitely even sold plants. too. They're like rolling on the floor, like, ah, my hip. <laughs> <laughs> and there were three large men. So yeah, they were definitely plants. It would have been really interesting if they weren't plants and that just became a part of a show. Like if you sit in these rooms. <laughs> yeah, if, if they, like, they, they just knew what to do instinctively. <laughs> Actually, that probably would have been us. We probably would have sold. Like, oh <laughs> hell yeah, I would have sold. <laughs> you kidding me? I would have sold right to the courtroom, <laughs> or at least backstage. I get to sit in gorilla, all right, for thirty seconds. <laughs> they were probably PC recruits, Mister French. You are absolutely correct. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but even then, that's still kind of wild. Like, hey, you want to be on the show? All right, cool. Send me seats. What? You'll know what to do. You'll know when the time comes. <laughs> That's like, um, what was it? And um, remember we had Gargano and Ciampa, and somebody was like, Johnny, take my sign, and had a... It was a stop had sign, a, yeah. It was a stop sign? <laughs> that was definitely a plant. Oh, yeah. You, you think, where's the, how's a fan going to bring a stop sign through the metal detectors? <laughs> What's that for? You, you'll know. You'll get it. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Or you know what would have been cooler? Because I don't know. It probably was a plant. I'd have to look back at the tape. Um, but what if it, like, wasn't a plant, per se? This is just me. You'll, we'll never know the story. What if, like, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll have, like, stage crew or someone go up to a fan and be like, hey, you want to be a part of a show, blah, 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 sign these things. What do I have to do? You know, like. What that's, you, that's possible. 
yeah. when you select somebody out of a crowd, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, because that would also be cool. So like you go to a show and then like someone's like, hey, I work for WWE. We're doing this spot. Do you want to help us out in the match or something? I'd be like, fuck yeah. What do I got to do? Yeah, hold this. <laughs> you know, hold this, you know, blah, blah, blah. When, you know, you'll, you'll know. Which would be pretty cool. That also would be really cool as well. That baby um, with Montez Ford, that was planted. <laughs> that baby was not planted. I knew it was. <laughs> <laughs> who picks a baby to a wrestling event? <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> Someone who can't get a sitter, I guess. But... <laughs> that baby's going to be the most famous baby in the world if they ever grow up. Um, but yeah, no, back to this. I'm. There's a lot of people who are calling for Rhonda to be fired. I don't think you fire Rhonda because that would be no, stupid. Yeah, your yeah. fucking mind. Fire yeah, no, her. Shut the fuck up. You give Ronda more training, <laughs> you know. Ronda needs to be Ronda needs to be more consistent and developing and developing this this new more true to herself character. Dude, she's doing a contract with all that money. You don't fire yeah. her. Shut up. Exactly. You make Ronda has to do a little bit more of a live event touring and stuff and things like that just to develop the character. Like when uh, I know was, there's a story that Miss talks about when he was learning how to cut promos on the on the microphone. He he took every opportunity he could on live events to get maybe five minutes in front of a crowd, right? Just just to talk and figure out what he needs to do. And that's what Ronda Ronda just needs seasoning. She needs seasoning. She needs time in that ring to kind of catch a flow. And probably a year or so from now, she'll be fine. You know. Um, but at this point, it looks bad. It looks bad in her. And she's going to need a lot, a lot of work to get to where she needs to be, especially come WrestleMania season. Because they're not going to do, they're not going to do a Los Angeles WrestleMania without Ronda Rousey in that, in that ring in some way, shape, or form. Oh yeah, duh, dude. Cool, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit of a quick, quick turnaround. But overall, War Games, holy shit, what a what a what a premium live event! Yeah, it's an eight, eight and a half. Yeah, Boston crowd was great. The press conference, I love. I want to see the press conference return for the Royal Rumble, WrestleManias, obviously, and SummerSlam. That's the only time I want to see press conferences. Yeah, big four, maybe Money yeah. in the Bank. Maybe Money in the Bank. If they keep Money in the Bank as a concept, depending it's just, where they are for Money in the Bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's all, and it's these limited press conferences because their press conference only lasted maybe forty or so minutes. You know, um, and it's a press conference. If you do money in the bank press conference, I would only have the money in the bank winners. Yeah, no Tony Khan. <laughs> no Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> no Tony Khan is also a good thing about the presser as well. So the first people there were Sammy Zayn, like Roman into the presser was Sammy and Paul Heyman, which is really cool. Well, well, here's a great thing. Paul Heyman didn't speak, really. He let Sammy do a lot of the speaking. And Paul Heyman just would add emphasis to whatever Sammy was saying if he needed to, which was, which was brilliant. And I, you learn a funny fact about Sammy Zayn. So Sammy Zayn's first experience to wrestling was Survivor Series 97 in Montreal. Really? <laughs> what, yeah. what an introduction. <laughs> yeah. That's the first wrestling show he ever watched. Most successful Survivor Series, the highest buy rate on pay-per-view, was uh, 98, Deadly Games. Yeah, Deadly Games. Deadly Games! <laughs> so. Corporate Rock. Oh, yes, Corporate Rock, Deadly Games tournament. Yeah, destroyed Vin- Mick Foley for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did happen. All right, so let's move on. Again, Survivor Series War Games, great. Uh, let's move on to NXT real quick and to Will's favorite Favorite, favorite, favorite um, 
new match, Iron Survivor. Do you remember the rules of Iron Survivor? I bet you don't. Kind of. There's a penalty box. <laughs> let, me, let, me see if I can, let me see if I get this right. Two people start, mm-hmm. right? Every five minutes, a new person comes in, so there's five people. And it's the most pinfalls win. If you get pinned, you go in the penalty box for 90 seconds. How long is the match? 25 minutes. I believe you are correct. Let's look at these official rules again. Uh, wow, that's a picture of Gigi Jolin, which is great. Uh, Always a big fan. Yeah. Always a big fan. Uh, let me look up these Iron Survivor rules real quick. By the way, the Iron Survivor panel. So they brought <laughs> in they brought in Hall of Famers to to do like essentially a selection show for both for all of the Iron Survivor people. So who was on? Do you know who on this? Who was on this panel? Uh, Derek Jeter. No. Don Mattingly, and mm-hmm. Don Zimmer. <laughs> No, none of them. None of them at all. So you had uh, X-Pac, obviously. Road Dog. Was this, Road, was, was it Road Dog again. DX minus Billy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DX minus Billy. The ghost, Alundra, the ghost of China. Alundra Blaze was also on there as well. Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa. Cool. Um, and Molly Holly. Good old Molly Holly. Which I love Molly Holly. Um... Think she's all, I don't know why Molly Holly's not a coach for them because she could wrestle, wrestle. She don't want to. That's true. Um, also, have you seen Dominic Dijakovic come back? I have, I have not. You haven't seen Terminator Dominic? No. <laughs> Terminator, or uh, it's actually Dijak. He's going by, he's not going by Dijakovic, going by Dijak. Oh, he's back to these guys' real name again. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good for him. Welcome yeah. back to the world of the living, sir. <laughs> how's uh, how's how's Reggie doing with his like Swifty gimmick? We're not talking about that. <laughs> that bad? It's so bad. That you bad? never saw the video? No, I didn't need to. <laughs> I saw the picture you sent me. <laughs> I yeah no. Has he been seen since? I didn't. Wa- I went to. I actually went to the movies last night, so I did not watch last night's NXT. Oh, what'd you see? Uh, we'll talk about it on the post show. I saw was Glass it, Onion. Glass Onion. How was it? We'll talk about it on the post show. Okay, I heard it was cheeks and it was ass. <laughs> I've also heard it's amazing, so I don't know who to believe. So here we go. The Iron Survivor people in the men's match, you have uh, Grayson Waller, you have Carmelo Hayes, you have Crazy Ass Joe Gacy, um, you have uh, J.D. McCoy, uh, yeah, J- or formerly Jordan Devlin, but J.D. McCoy, and then you are going to have this wild card. Who no one knows yet for this. Uh, it's gotta be Reggie. <laughs> that's Stop gotta. This. That's gotta be Reggie. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Uh, <laughs> I swear, he comes out with a fake ball bat, <laughs> and everything in flames come out. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Hell, which Jeff that, Jarrett for real though? God, I hate Jeff Jarrett. Tyler Bay would be cool. That's a good one, Chris. Tyler Bay would be a good one. Um, so you are you are pretty much right on the rules. Two superstars start start every five minutes. Someone else will enter. Most falls to a finish. If you lose, if you lose, you go into the penalty box for ninety seconds. Dude, if you tickle the penalty box, I think it's a lot better. But where would you hold them? This. If you get pinned, you get pinned. 
that just becomes like champ. It, it almost becomes like a scramble then. Yeah, the scramble was cool. I did like the scramble. The scramble, uh, I think. I think everyone started at once with the scramble. Yeah. So this one is intervals. This is intervals. Yeah. The penalty box is just it's too confusing. There's too many clocks. That is also an issue. I don't know how they're gonna do that. That is very true. I still don't know, and I think they, I don't know if they ironed it out, no pun intended. I still don't know when the 25 minutes starts. Like, if it was, if they do it war game style where the 25 minutes don't start until, you know, that person, until the last such, person answers. That's, that's an hour match, dude. That's so long. That is very true. It's It's got to be, it's got to start after the first two coming. It's two minutes, three more. That's 15 minutes. Right? So you got, yeah. so you got 10 minutes with all, with, with all five of them in there. True. Um, so we so I mean so yeah, it's gonna be rough. So deadline's gonna happen. JD McDonough, my fault, is uh Jordan Devlin's real name. JD McDonough, who's who's doing great character work as a fucking psychotic heel next to Joe Gacy. Um, and so in the women's match also as well. Again, there is another wild card spot, which we don't know who the wild card is going to be. But in the women's match, we have Zoe Stark, who finally came back from her knee injury. Uh, Cora Jade, who's actually dating Braun Breaker in real life. Uh, Roxanne Perez, everybody's favorite little munchkin, and Kiana James, who I'm very surprised is going to be in this match as well, because I feel like she's a little bit green. I mean, also a wild card although Kiana James does have a great look to her I will tell you about it. like we'll look up Kiana James and tell me what you think K-I-A-N-A and then James how you spell James really this <laughs> is about to say yeah so this is also I don't know how I feel about this like I'm gonna tune in because this is next week um oh her she's married who cares <laughs> okay, hold on. As a C blah blah blah. Man, she's muscular. She's fat. Okay, she's so fit. oh she cute. She looks like a girl. She looks like a girl from Hostra. Really? Yeah. She does look like a Hostra girl. Um all right, so the wild cards are gonna be determined um in triple threat matches next week. So it's not gonna be a true wild card and Andre Bate isn't on Tyler Bate isn't one of them, so uh, the men's wild card slot is going to be against Von Wagner versus Axiom, who you obviously don't know. It's a max person, a masked person, and then Andre Chase of Chase U, which is still my favorite thing in the world. Um, and then the women's wild card slot is going to be between Wendy Chu, uh, Fallon Henley, and Indy Hartwell, which will be very, very interesting to see. Oh, uh, Lions, where's my girl? I'm surprised the Keto Lions isn't in this, to be honest with you. I mean, she's, uh, she's just all over Instagram, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm still, I still think Xylee has the better Instagram these days. Xylee also is all over Instagram. Yeah. She's like, hey, look at my ass in the gym. Like, okay. <laughs> she's scary fit, though. Like, I would not want to fight her. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, but, yeah, also, didn't you say uh, Mandy Rose just broke 400 days as champion? 400 days as champion. I saw that tell you on Facebook. That's pretty wild. I always, I, do know, I always forget she's in the company. Because you don't watch NXT, that's why. She's doing good stuff with Toxic Attraction. I'm interested to see when they bring her back to Raw and or SmackDown. Because to be honest with you, I think she's done a lot of what she could do in NXT. Yeah, she learned how to work. 
She learned how to work. She learned how to work a crowd. She's better at promos. And I want her to so fucking curvy. She is. I want her to bring that NX. I want her to bring that persona back up to Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I probably would say SmackDown. Um, and I think I would love to see all of Toxic Attraction on Toxic Attraction on SmackDown as well. I so agree. I think you, I think you have enough for Raw. Yeah, SmackDown needs help. Yeah, I think you need. I think you need to bring some 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 heat on SmackDown. Uh, which I think would be good for them. But also, the more women you do, the more the more they need that secondary title, or at least a title that's defended on TV. You know, so for instance, like if you want to keep like your world titles being defended specifically on premium live events and have like a secondary title equivalent to like a US or an intercontinental title and just have them defended on TV, like a women's television championship or something like that, I think that would work for them. But the, the WWE still has this issue, uh, I believe, Will, where it's they do they're starting their their women's roster starting to grow at a very rapid pace, and there's only minimal things to fight for, and the tag team championships aren't doing it. Is this NXT or WWE? WWE. Yeah, like like you have, you have this Becky Becky Bailey feud, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like who cares? You know, it it works because it's Becky and Bailey, and they're they're already names. Right, but who's Bianca going up against? That's the issue. That's the, that's who, an issue. Yeah. who's Ronda well, going Bian- up against? Who knows? I know Bianca. Who are tag titles going to go up against? <laughs> Their tag titles. Oh. <laughs> Bianca came out in the presser officially and did say she wants to beat all the four horsewomen, and the only one left she has to beat is Charlotte. Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte's coming back. That's a promise. So she actually said she either wants she wants to face Rhea and or Charlotte at Mania. No, Charlotte's the match. No, I know Charlotte's. I think Rhea's Rumble. Charlotte is mania. Yeah, I want honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing Rhea versus Ronda. I like that. I mean, they're both heels, though. That wouldn't work. Yeah, Ronda can't play. I don't think oh, Ronda. Sorry, it's I, Becky Ronda. Duh. Yeah, because they never got their one on one. Dude, here's the thing, though. Will people care? For Becky Ronda? Yeah. Yes, because Becky will make them care. I, I trust Becky to tell the story. I, I do as well, but she's going to completely overshadow Ronda. I think that's the idea. Like, if she exposes Ronda even more, you're looking hmm. at middle of the card. Night oh, one. you mean like, oh, you mean expose her like in the ring? Like, everywhere. Mm-hmm. In all aspects. So that, is like, the, that is the Ronda dilemma where how yeah, do you... Yeah, Be- Becky will make us care about her, but yeah. can we make her care about Ronda? That is, that is an issue. How is she Ronda going to make us care? She can bury the fuck out of Ronda, that's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie. I wanted to say Ronnie like all the time because yeah. I know I got the Ronda skin. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's where Ronda needs to, like I said, Ronda needs to start putting in a lot more work so that she doesn't have a match like that at war games happen again. Because next time she's going to have a match, it's going to be at, at, at a premium live event. It's going to be at the Royal Rumble. That's next PLE, yeah. Yeah, and that's ins- like that's not going to be a forgiving crowd. So that's that's, <laughs> you that's know. two months from now. It's like eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she's she's got to pick it up and pick it up quick because um, that performance was not what you'd expect out of a champion. Yeah, it was bad. And out of an attraction. 
you know, she's like, she's just got to get more comfortable in the ring again. That that's that's really that's really what it is. Um, but I still think they they the more women you you start to bring up the roster, which is great. I'm all for it. Um, I also love Sarah Logan as the valet, being Valhalla now is her name. That's cool. <laughs> uh, she is Valhalla. Uh, but like, do you need something for these women on TV to fight for outside? Because like, their names aren't big enough yet to attract the, the general populace. Yeah, Shotzi's getting there. Shotzi's getting there because they, they they started investing more in Shotzi. Like when she was when Vince was around, they took away her tank. Yeah. and all of that stuff. Give she her, has give t- her, they took her last name. Give her a year. Mm-hmm. No, she's she's got like she's creating her image, and I think that's why Triple H went with her f- for right now because he wants to start to build her. And the talent's there on exactly the talent's there on SmackDown. You got Shotzi, great talent. Yeah. You got Lacey Evans, phenomenal character. You got Zia Lee, who's a sexy and a badass and Chinese and different, right? Check yeah. the box. She's the first ever Chinese signee, I believe. Yeah. Um. Oh, she's got in that women's division. Uh. Zelina. Oh, you got you got Zelina, who's a great valet. You got Raquel, who's been yeah. not looking good. Not great lately, but she but she's there's still some of the build there. It's talk talk about big fish in a small pond with NXT. She, she does, well, she she was the one that got held back because remember they brought up Rhea and everybody else, and yeah. she was which is which is a total triple H thing to do. There's always one person they, they held had to hold there. her back. They had, they had to, to. And it was the right thing to do because it was like, hey, hey, it was hey Raquel, this is your division. Yeah. And then they changed the NXT 2.0, took the belt off her, and she faded away. Mm-hmm. And they called her she, up out of nowhere. She's got to reestablish herself, which I think she can. She has a great. She's one of the more unique. She's one of the more unique. She has a unique presence. Yeah, she's big. She's big. She's huge. She's powerful, and she's just got to play it what she did on NXT on a more consistent basis. The what problem is, is did she, did they she, made did her. She, did she have a face on NXT? I don't remember. It was a face from, but it was on the face. It was a face from, but it was under the premise of "I'm a badass." Mm. Yeah, she's like she's like smiley wavy. She's smiley wavy. She's she's the rock. She's 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 you know survive yeah. like hey, hey, let's go out there and be a, go out there and be Apollo Cruz. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, she's she's the rock. When the rock first got there, is that like she's happy to be there? She's smiling. She's cool on this happening baby face, which is a totally events move. Um, yeah. and she's getting rejected. I I need the Raquel that was like throwing people through walls. Remember when she threw somebody through a wall? I do now. I <laughs> Didn't she yeah. like lock Dakota Kai in a locker? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the Raquel we need. She's still a she would still be a face, but like I need like Big Mommy Cool was what we were calling her in NXT. Raquel, yeah, that's right. We were calling her Big Mommy Cool. Mommy Cool, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she was she was she was. Just cool ass giant, you know, his uh, Hispanic woman that just kicking people's ass, <laughs> you know, and she had the uh, chinchona bomb. Like her finisher's fantastic. I love her finisher. Yeah, power bomb. Yeah, a one arm power bomb. Yeah, <laughs> you finish. know, it's a great finish. It just there's nothing behind it yet. Yeah, you know, which is funny because actually her and Ronda had a good match that that one off that they had. Yeah, and she like broke her elbow, or whatever, for the storyline, something like that. Four, yeah, four to, four to six weeks. Yeah, Which, so the, hey, that's fine. We establish her character. Yeah. Make some the character, the, the characters are there in the women's division in SmackDown. They are. They're there. It's it's very obvious they're there. I mean, it's very easy to have Raquel bounce back. She comes back at the Rumble and just dominates ten eliminations. She she's one of those people that she she becomes the uh, she's the one that clears house. Exactly. 
She becomes a person that clears house. A good performance at the Rumble will put it back on the map for sure. Absolutely, you know. So the the character the characters are there. Down. Yeah, right so. Mm-hmm. The characters are there in the SmackDown Women's Division. You just have to develop those characters and need to get need to get more TV time. Ring, yeah. TV, time. TV time. Yeah, give them give them time. It's that it's that simple. But like they, there is there's a good nucleus there of young town that they can run with for a very very long time. So I'm I'm. I'm interested to see what they do. I know Lacey Evans hasn't been on TV. I think she might have been re-injured. Um, but I know she she was start to come. Uh, there's no one wearing a bikini, dude. Um, but, but I think she, uh, I think when she does come back, I think she's she's a she'd be a great uh, addition to that SmackDown women's locker room because her Lacey Evans should never be a babyface. Lacey Evans is a heel, fantastic. She should also wear a bikini. This guy's cool. <laughs> I, I, if you've seen Lacey on his Instagram, she is, she's fantastic. I think the question she, is, why isn't she wearing a bikini? <laughs> very true. Um, Lacey Evans, someone I would never want to, never want to fight as well. No, she's, she's a marine. Scared. She scares me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's, she is, she's a very efficient with the handgun Ooh. and other guns as well. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, but uh, that's pretty much all we have this week. It's a good hour show. We always manage to fill an hour. Hour, we had hour, an hour, hour 20. Yeah, yeah, we did about an hour 20. We did a good job. As so. we do. Good oh, job, Jay. Thank you, Kay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Kimber. Kay, I have anything to say? Thanks, Kay. Thanks, Kay. Love you. Love you very much, Kay. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. As always, Kay, thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, Waiting for that audio. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 318, Our Mistis. I am your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me in Ambassador Vegas across all media outlets, B-I-G-Z, Ambassador Vegas. Find our show here, Kings of the Rings podcast, at KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, all over social media, at, again, KOTR underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Please leave us some reviews. Hit that thumbs up button if you may. The links to all of our stuff are in the the description below, including a link to our merchandise website, which I will reveal to you for the first time today for the entire holiday season, all the way through the first seven days of January. Everything on our merchandise store uh, is on sale for up to 25% off using the code HOLIDAY. So please click on our merchandise store, buy yourself some great merch for you and your friends this holiday season. If you're listening to our audio, make sure you're subscribing to WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, where you'll get our show as well as uh, the Brace for Impact Wrestling Podcast, the WrestleMania Podcast, and the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Follow WrestleAddict Radio socials at addict underscore wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio everywhere else on social media. Again, the links to all of that are in the description below. Will Tarashock, what do you got for me? Oh, man, I'm so glad I don't owe $200,000 of child support a month. What? Kanye West <laughs> owes $200,000 to his more rich and famous wife and child support. <laughs> what kind of fucking country do we live in? Not- There's, I, I have some information about how they calculate child support. It's very fucked up. Oh, let's do it. Let's get into that in the post show. Now, I, I'm a fan of Kanye's music, but about that's where it stops. But $200,000 <laughs> Dollars, man. What a fucking country we live in. But I'm Will Tarashik, T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. You can find me arguing with people on TikTok uh, at Talking with Tarashuk, Um Talking about 
the economy and stuff. I've been on a rampage. So yeah, oh. go check that shit out. Very, big, very interesting. Big pharma price gouging fuckers. Ricky, don't even get me <laughs> yeah. started. I, I'm, I'm trying not to. When we come back next week, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Kay will have their internet fixed. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we uh, there'll be more things to talk about. Austin Day will hopefully still have a title. Uh, and everything else going on in the world of wrestling. And MJF may debut a new belt, so on and so forth. Oh, yeah, NXT deadline is next week, so we'll talk a little bit about what's going to go on on that show as well. So until next week, folks, goodbye, good night. Enjoy the beginning of the last month of 2022. And uh, what's that? Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Slack. See you next week.